Welcome back to Glaring Questions, your favorite, not new anymore, podcast on all things media. Movies, TV shows, comic books, graphic novels, video games, and everything in between at this Let's point. get it! It's your boy, Caden, uh, and this is my homeboy, Tucker, who did a wonderful job. No context at all, I'm just gonna say that. It doesn't matter what he did a wonderful job at, but he did a pretty damn good job at an orchestra. Um, yeah, and I told you I would. I told you. I said, in the car, I said, I'm gonna say, with no context, you did really, really well. On your orchestra performance. Um, hello, well, guys. Well, just give it context. Well, okay, well, you know what? I can do whatever I want. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Caden Hill. This is my boy, Tucker. Uh, I bring the banter, and uh, he brings the facts. You know, as always. As always. Um, today's episode, we're bringing you a X-Men-themed episode. We're taking a break from Marvel, taking a break from DC. Dude, X-Men's Marvel. We're taking away from Marvel Central, Cinem- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, is what that's he's to that's that. Thank you. I, yeah, we're taking a break from that. We've been doing a lot of that. We've been doing a lot of DC stuff. Uh, so we're going to shift off into some new-ish territory. Tucker, explain exactly what this episode's going to be about. What are we going? What are we going to unpack this episode? I'm excited. So for Come a while, we been... what did you just call me? We're going on a field trip. Come on, Miss Frizzle. Call me that again and see what happens. Anyway. Mr. Frizzle. Better. Thank you. So, for a while we've been talking about the big theme and pattern of cinematic universes doing well when they combine a solo film with a team film. But this episode seeks to answer the question and look at the idea of what happens when you're basing a universe around a property that is, at its core, a team where your solo movie for this property is still a team movie. All right. That and sounds sick. Uh, before we get started and get too deep into this, these the mysteries that are about to unfold, uh, today, there's no crack because I'm not drinking anything out of a can. I'm drinking a strawberry watermelon thirst quencher, a.k.a. Gatorade, because... I'm healthy. I'm vegan. I'm pescatarian, and I'm vegetarian. I. It seems unnecessarily redundant. Don't you think that I'm gonna make a change in this world? I mean, we all do. I'm drinking out of this plastic bottle. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. First rhetorical question. It's not even a question. <laughs> Why did well, you, what is the qu- why, question? Why did you sound like an impression of Kumail Nanjiani? Yeah, I was about to say that was. It sounded like I was. I wasn't even doing the first rhetorical question. First just, rhetorical yeah, question. When I say I sound like I'm making fun of people's cultures, I'm sound like I'm trying to make fun of Indian people. Anyway, so the X Men franchise, the X Men movie franchise, has been going, and it went for twenty years. Yes. 20 years. And now Marvel since it bought Fox for 71.3 billion freaking dollars. That's more than the United States. I'm debatable. At this point, we're worth $5 and a lollipop. So, since D- Disney's bought Fox, the X-Men franchise is all but at an end. Yeah. So, this looks to sort of revamp what we think an X-Men franchise could have been. 
if it tried to go for a more MCU-like expansive design. We are doing a rewrite, sort of. And this isn't going to be DCEU-level rewrite where we try to go for a bunch of solo movies because doing that with X-Men would basically be like having three hours for every single character leading up to just two hours of the single team when basically every movie has had the team in some respect. Yep. Unlike the MCU, which had completely separate characters coming together in the movie. The the solo movies in X-Men would be a lot of just trying to focus, but having to have the team all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, we're going to start off like we did with the DCEU, by just looking at the films that are in the X-Men movie franchise as it is. So the X-Men movie franchise started with an original trilogy of films, which were X-Men from 2000, X2 X-Men United from 2003, and X-Men The Last Stand from from 06. Then there were three then there were three Wolverine films along the course of the franchise, which were X-Men Origins Wolverine in, in 09, The Wolverine in 2013, and Logan in 2017. There were there were four movies in a prequel part of the of, of the timeline, which was X Men First Class from 2011, X Men Days of Future Past from 2014, X Men Apocalypse from 2016, and Dark Phoenix from 2019. There were two Deadpool films, six, uh, 16 and 18, 2016, 2018, and there was one spin off in this franchise, which was The New Mutants from 2020. So with that respect. We're try- we're going to try to keep with that sort of format of a series of originals, then a series of prequels, some sort of new timeline part of it, and then a series of spin-off movies. We've just we've de- we've decided that we're going to abandon the sort of rule of we can't introduce new stuff from DCEU because DCEU was the entire DC universe we had more to work with. This a lot of it's interconnected, and us introducing new things isn't fully us introducing new things. It's just expanding. Exactly. So, starting with that, let's go to our version of the original trilogy. And that was X-Men. We're keeping X-Men generally as it was in 2000. Thor, The Winter Soldier, no. from 1987. How could you get so wrong? <laughs> By DC... That's worse. Made by Mark Twain. And based off of Mark Ruffalo. You know, you went full circle back into Marvel, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> okay, so, the, so our original... Directed by Andrew Garfield. <laughs> so, the, so our original trilogy was X-Men, heavily based on the 2000 film. Yeah, guys, X- I kind of lied. It's, we, that's not actually a movie. I lied, if you guys can tell. X2 X-Men United. Okay. Basically from 03. We're not changing much about it. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Except X-Men The Last Stand, we've sort of rewritten into X-Men The Final Fight. Yeah, because we thought The Last Stand was boring. Well, The Last Stand is a movie boring. that's really wrapped in the message of what happens when a mutant cure is developed. Yeah. And I think it should have been more of a movie of not what does the world do, but it should have just Why been... Why does the world do? But it should have just been what do the mutants do. Oh, and we should have gotten okay. more of the, mu- of the mutants who actually took the cure versus the mutants who boycotted against the cure. And it, I, I think it should have stayed away from the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, but 
I'm going to keep the version from the actual franchise. That's sort of a rule I tried to have where we kind of have to keep the plot details from all the like concrete movies that we keep. So, Last Stand is as it is, but the name it, it for us is X-Men The Final Fight. So, for the prequels, we actually added quite a few. We, we kind of doubled the full-on prequel era of this. Yeah. Because the X-Men characters do well on their own, but they don't do well on their own when you have a lot of stuff backing up what they're doing. Yeah. So, it's good to have a clean slate when you do this. So the first prequel is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Of course, we'd improved this over the garbage fire that was X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Take out... Wolverine. Take out Cyclops. Take out Deadpool. Oh, yeah. I don't like Deadpool. Take out, take out most of the weird Sabretooth fighting. You can keep some of it because it's Sabretooth, but... What the frick? It's Sabretooth? A, it's a, it, Tigers. Think, it's like his fucking stepbrother. Stepbrother or something. I think that <coughs> Sabretooth Tigers might be my favorite movie documentary. Mm. It's on Netflix. Right next to Captain America. No. Don't say it. Alright. Okay, so the next film... I'm not gonna say it. You <laughs> don't have to worry. I'm not that immature. Okay. Three, two, one. Ah, surprise. So, X Origins Wolverine. X Dwight D. Eisenhower. God, fuck. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> but X Men Origins Wolverine would be a, a way more of a Wolverine history centered thing. Even though the movie did do well to have all of his wars, they could have spent more time with all the people he knew from the wars in the comics. And that would have been amazing. Because then we would have actually gotten to have people like Ernest frickin' Hemingway in a Marvel movie. And the second movie is one that we added. Yeah, because But cool. it's from the one of the original plans. Yeah. X-Men Origins Magneto. Alright. And this would have taken a lot of the elements of First Class and X-Men. And a lot of what the sort of newer timeline movies did with Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. But it would have given way more of the character back like the backbone so that every time it referenced it going forward people would know how much this meant and because magneto was really the first reference and the first allegory of mutant discrimination to the holocaust yeah because he's a mutant but he attributes the oppression of him being a mutant to the oppression he dealt with during world war ii in the mm -hmm. concentration camps because he's jewish yeah and that is dark, but it would be great for an X-Men movie because First Class, X-Men, and Apocalypse reference it pretty well. Yeah. So, after that, the, th the second movie that we added into this is a movie that we, that we lovingly named Raven, Darkholm, and the Forms of Fate. This would have taken Mystique's role from X-Men First Class and showed her evolution into adulthood between... The start of first class and the present scenes in first class. Do you know what my favorite part about that movie is? What first class? Yeah, um, when Kermit the Frog and uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy comes in and starts singing uh, Daft Punk. I'm ignoring that. So after the <laughs> so after the Mystique movie, which I would love, I would have loved to see. What do you have against Daft Punk? 
Oh, I, I just don't think it would have been good for continuity since, you know... Kermit Eric, is a frog. Since and... Eric is Eric and Charles are close in age, and Eric was around, and Eric was a kid during the forties. So this was like a sixties movie. Wait, first what? class. First class was a movie in like the sixties. That's why you hate Daft Punk. No, it's just that it wouldn't work for first class to yeah, have well, Daft Punk. Yeah, well, first class you could have Jim Henson puppets <laughs> like Kermit, but not Daft Punk. Well, he could do Daft Punk puppets. That would break all It time. wouldn't. It wouldn't break all... It's argument time. It is argument time. And uh, 30 seconds. Here we go. My 30 second reason on why Daft Punk would be the best uh, score for this movie. Um, well, it's Daft Punk. Daft Punk made hit songs such as California uh, Dreamin'. Um, just hit songs. Um, just the two of us. Just the two of us hit song. A lot of people think that Bill Withers made it, but he did not. Um, oh my goodness! Uh, Party in the USA. Okay, that's Miley time. Cyrus. Okay. Okay, that's time. That's thirty seconds. I I stayed you. I I held you on the dot there. So first. Damn class, it. So first class is the movie after the Mystique movie, and because Mystique, and because that Mystique movie is so roped into. The ideas of first class, I feel like first class being after it actually works very well in first class's favor. Yeah. Because the moment you see child mystique and then adult mystique, you have that sort of in-between knowledge. And, of course, it's the creation of the first version of the X-Men. That is true. Well, sort of the first version of the X-Men. That's also true. I think that the X-Men would be better if they incorporated more diverse superheroes. Like, yeah, it's funny you say that. Taco Man. He literally spits tacos. Okay, moving on. And so, moving on. Hot sauce. Moving on. For your tacos. Moving on. Okay, the next movie is The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants because X Men Last Stand mentions the Brotherhood way too much for it to not be a movie. Do you know what the Brotherhood is? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Who leads the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? Taco Man, my new... Who leads <laughs> the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? Thor! Who leads From the, the Winter Brother... Soldier! <laughs> Who leads the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? The amazing Iron Man. Who? He's a big green guy. Who leads the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? Oh, um, I actually know this one. It's, um, Jim Henson. Who leads the Brotherhood of evil mutants mike tyson who leads the brotherhood of evil mutants michael jackson hint we've already had a movie that we put in about this person you got a 50 50 santa claus dude of the people that we've made custom movies about for this you've got a 50 50 chance of getting this right is it magneto or is it mystique i think it's mystique are you kidding me it's magneto Magne so it's not Santa Claus. No. God Magne damn it. Magneto created the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in the comics with his two kids, Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. So not Taco Man. No. <laughs> After this, I'm actually looking up Taco Man in case you're actually not fucking with me. I'm not. Because he's actually right next to the All-American Patriot Man who yells racial slurs and wears Trump hats. Okay, one... Don't say Patriot like that, because Patriot 
is a <laughs> black guy in in Marvel. Oh, is is that an actual thing? Yeah, Patriot. His, well, I'm just his talking about the, Patriot. The, the Republicans, not like the cool Republicans, the bad Republicans that like to yell slurs all the time. And then they're like, I'm going to save America. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, they're in sadly. this movie. They're in this exact so, movie. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants has, a, has Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Magneto. And those would be the main characters if we were to make this. It, well, I would want them to be. Because, I, because I love them. Second divorced. <laughs> Second divorced dad man. What? Second divorced dad man. I don't want to know how you come up with this. (laughs) He's been divorced twice. I don't want to... Okay, so the Brotherhood is just this movie going over what Magneto does. And he does some bad things. actually sort of what Magneto does in the original time. He does some really bad things. Tucker, what are the really bad things that Magneto does? Uh, Commits a genocide, creates a whole creates a whole country to stay away from human beings yeah but do you ever wonder why second divorce dad man is second divorce it's because magneto divorced second divorce dad man before that he was first divorce dad man he was just divorce dad man he sees his kids on the weekend 48 hours where's my gun (laughs) (laughs) okay so that that movie is that the next movie is just one that i would love for fan service it's called Emma Frost and the Hellfire Club. That is just as good as the movie that I came up with. So Emma Frost is actually a member of X-Men First Class. She's one of the villains. Uh-huh. It, what the f- <laughs> What are you doing? So the Hellfire Club is her club, and it's sort of an insider, like, black market sort of thing. It's a really dark inside group of mutants. <laughs> And she tried, and in the comics, it's actually a rival force for the Academy of Gifted <laughs> Youngsters that Xavier uses. What? What are you doing? <laughs> so I'm off my meds. So the Hellfire Club is just that sort of thing. It's led by Emma Frost, and it's sort of trying to lure mutants into it and force <laughs> them into like corrupt work. And having that sort of thing would explain why she has that sort of villainous persona, despite being alongside Cyclops and the other kids in X-Men The Last Stand. That is a lot better than the movie that I came up with. Anyway. Foot Fungus Man. Anyway. He's... Anyway. He is sidekick to Second Divorce Dad Man before he's Second Divorce Dad Man. Dude, if we don't stop talking about Second Divorce Dad Man, <laughs> we're going to run over 30 minutes. I'm sorry. I think Second Divorce Dad Man needs some more recognition. How many people do you know that know Second Divorce Dad Man? Probably Scarlet Witch. She probably created him. Touche. Okay, back with you. Okay. My point was is that my now movie was Now to the new timeline. My movie was So better. the new timeline. Yeah, so, that's right. We changed the prequels into a prequel series and something about the new timeline created during Days of Future Past. That's right, X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Because in that film, it's actually two timelines meeting. It's the timeline from the original uh-huh. meeting this new timeline. And I'm keeping it the way it is. I'm not changing almost anything. It's a great movie, in my opinion. It's a great time travel movie of the X-Men. I agree. Okay. X-Men Age of Apocalypse. I have several problems with X-Men Apocalypse, but I'm going to sum them up here. What year? What year? Like, what year did Apocalypse come out? Yeah. 16. 
2016. X-Men Apocalypse. Really... I feel like I was there for that one. I feel like that one is the one that I got mixed with Megamind. What? Yeah. There's a movie. It was an X-Men movie. And I, my dad was just like, do you want to watch X-Men? And I thought it was Megamind. And the moment that I saw that it was not a cartoon, I dipped. I was like, nah, this is not it. So X-Men Apocalypse really makes Apocalypse seem convincing. <laughs> like, to the point where people willingly go with him. But in the comic Age of Apocalypse, he literally forces people into working with him. Like... That's he, called abuse. He breaks part. He breaks their powers. He enhances them. He mind controls them. I want that. I would want that because Apocalypse is that. That's a way to show this man is powerful enough to break some of the most strong-willed mutants and force them on his side. Mm -hmm. Like making Angel Archangel almost made meant nothing in this movie because he'd only had one one other movie and he was a minor character mm -hmm. in the comics. Archangel transformation meant a lot because we knew Angel and literally seeing his wings be ripped out of his back and replaced with metal meant a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's not that way in the movie. It's just they're like alchemized into metal instead mm -hmm. of Apocalypse slowly walking over, ripping the wings out and, and putting metal ones in. That would have been more visceral and that would have been better for a really strong, demeaning powerful villain like apocalypse and so honestly i know i don't say this very often i'd want a dark movie for this yeah but not about one of the darkest things in the history of everything which is not dwight d eisenhower and captain america but second divorce dad man and taco man in fact he turns into third divorced man after this movie and has four kids who he has to divvy up his time with every single weekend okay look man we gotta we gotta go fast it's so age difficult of, so x-men apocalypse with those changes i'd, I'd want to change it to x-men age of apocalypse and have it be set over a matter of months maybe even a year to actually make it an age uh -huh. instead of age of ultron which was literally two days long uh -huh. Or like a matter of days long. I'd want this to be a very long storyline in one movie. And then that's that. X-Men Age of Apocalypse. We added another movie to this new timeline named X-Men The International Affair. And I wanted to add it because for everything that we get about Wolverine in this franchise, we don't hear about his home country of Canada. I hate and that's, Canada. And I, and I don't like that because... Syrup is too strong for me. I don't like that we don't hear about Canada because Alpha Flight, the Canadian mutant team, and the Canadian superhero team, is actually a great freaking team that Wolverine was a part of. Like, you're you're telling me the, the, the first team this man was in, as a mutant, as an open mutant, with other people with superpowers... Isn't mentioned when he joins the X-Men. Not, not at all. And it's like, no, mention Alpha Flight. But also, you have a member of the X-Men who is directly related to the leader of the British superhero team Excalibur, and that's Psylocke. So, International Affair would be a movie going over the histories of the American 
or like the American-based sort of quasi-British team in the X-Men talking about the Canadian team Alpha Flight and the British team Excalibur. And possibly also going over teams like the Fantastic Four because back where when this would have taken place, Fox still had the rights to both. And the final movie after that is X-Men The Phoenix Saga. That's right, I'm not going full Dark Phoenix. I want a movie just about the transformation of the Phoenix and how it affects Jean. Just about it, because it only affects Jean, not Taco Man. <laughs> I think like, Tucker has a vendetta against Taco Man, actually. So, Dark Phoenix, I think, failed in the fact that it tried to cram so much into the Phoenix Saga, just like The Last Stand did. We've had two movies that tried to do the Dark Phoenix Saga and just crammed too much between it. I'd want a movie just focusing on the X-Men and how they change, especially Jean, when the Phoenix Force starts inf infecting her. And that that would be the end of the new timeline after all the spin-offs, which would be the Wolverine, basically keep it as it as it was. Wolverine in Japan, basically a movie about the Wolverine versus the Silver Samurai. Logan, which I which I'm changing to Logan the Last Weapon because it's all about X23 and X24. And Wolverine, Wolverine's whole legacy. And so, keep that as it is, really. It's a, it's a great old man Logan story. Deadpool, keep it as it is. The New Mutants, I'd want to focus more on magic. Oh, Ileana Rasputin. She's a, great per she's a great member, and I think the way they changed her made her less of a leader than she is. Also, did she just speak another language? She's Russian. I had to act Russian. But what did you say? Ileana Lasputin. Ileana, oh, Lasputina, whatever. Monica Lewinsky. No. So, and also, I want more Wolfsbane. Like, just give more, more give more of Rain. Yeah. In this. Yeah, I, I dig that. Dare I say less of Danny Moonstar? Mm, but even though she's a great bold. character. That's bold. Even though she's a great character i'd that's want bold. i'd want more of cannonball and magic and wolfsbane yeah just because they're great characters and yeah. deadpool 2 lean more into cable give us an actual backstory of cable's childhood yeah cable because cable for those who don't know is, is, Cy is cyclops's son cable that's that's a goofy name yeah he's cyclops's son who did Cyclops get down and dirty with to make a son? Rachel Summers. Ooh. A clone of Jean Grey. Alright, I like Which is why which is why which is why Cable is part telepath. Alright. Because there are sick. there are comics where it gets to the point where there's no other telepath in the X-Men. Yeah. And Cable's like, you know what? Hook me up to Cerebro, let's do this. Yeah. And nobody thinks he's a telepath, but then they're like, Wait, you can do this? He's like, Yeah, I'm a telepath. Yeah, they're like, but duh. you're, but you're part robot, and you're, and you're, like a big vigilante. Why don't you use your telepathy? He's like, what? Cause I'm a mon, cause I'm a big guy who doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, I mess with, I mess around with Deadpool. You do not. have Who time thinks to care. I care about my telepathy? Not me. So like, that's mainly our rewrite, and it there are quite a bit, quite a few more movies than the actual franchise had, but I feel like having these fleshes out a lot more. Yeah. Wow. 
what an episode that we packed in there, guys. I think what Tucker is trying to say is that there are no real winners here, except for my new movie. I, Taco Man. Man, I wish I was a... Justice Supreme. I wish I was a Disney exec so I could get Emma Frost from the he, Hellfire Club. Taco Man, after divorcing what is now third divorce man uh, with kids, third divorce father man, third divorce dad, that's what it was, third divorce dad man, um, because now he's third divorce, he comes up and he, he now has his new catchphrase, holy chalupa. He kicks some ass, you know, just, just you know... Beaten ass, putting some crooks in jail. Um, you know, you know how how Taco Man does. And then he's gotta serve before the justice, the jury. And oh, what's this? Barry B. Benson. That's right. The B movie. Barry B. Benson was put on trial right as Taco Man is being put on trial. In okay. fact, in the B movie, hold on, Tucker. In the B movie, in the back, you can see Taco Man. So, with that, we're gonna wrap wrap this up now before we go too far into this rabbit hole. Taco Man. So it was great having you guys. Thanks for listening to this. I know we said we'd get back to sort of our normal video, but we wanted to do another rewrite to see how it flows the second time. Yeah. In case this is like beginner's luck. I yeah. think we might end up doing this a bit more frequently with our normal videos. Yeah. Because this is a lot of fun. Just yeah. taking our taking the franchises and applying our own views on the characters. Well, Tucker implying his own views. I just like to make up stupid things like Taco Man, Third Divorce, Dad Man, Dwight D. Eisenhower Man, Captain America Man, Iron Man Man. That is my favorite. Spider-Man Man, Hulk Man... Uh, Dr. Octopus Man, Lizard Man, Green Goblin Man, Doc Ock Man, Dr. Octopus Man. You know, there was this movie I was watching. It was Stevie Wonder. No joke. No joke. Just beating the ever-loving shit out of Herbert Hoover. Okay, with that, we're going <laughs> to sign off. It was great having you guys. Thank you guys for taking the 30 minutes out of your day to do this. Uh, and, and, you know, you know, you know, we, we always appreciate people taking their uh, 30 minutes uh, out of their day to listen to us. Whether you are doing dishes or doing homework or you are actually attentively listening, listening to and us. We love you guys so much. Thank you all for coming up. And as always, do not boycott us. Peace.